If there is something that you want to try and have told yourself before that you never can do that, just give it a whirl, order it, try it on in your, in your room, in your mirror, in your closet, walk around, style it how you would feel comfortable. And I think that trying like one trend-driven piece at a time is like a good way to start. You don't have to like jump into a whole new wardrobe, a whole new style silhouette that feels completely unlike you. I completely agree. And I think like you don't have to incorporate every trend. Yeah, not, exactly. If you don't like certain trends that aren't for you, don't stress about it. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan, And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. What's going on, Ray? Tell me about Mexico. Mexico was good. We went, I was in Mexico for a friend's bachelorette party. And it was funny because you were like, oh my, because we were going to have work the day after, which is now I got back and you were like, are you going to be, you know, just so exhausted after a bachelorette weekend? I was like, no, you don't understand. I will be way more rested than if I stayed in Los Angeles because my friends are so chill. These are like my chill friends. And honestly, are you more rested? Oh my God. I got more sleep there. (laughs) No. I got almost eight. I don't know. Okay. I do know why I can't get eight hours of sleep in my apartment. It's because I don't have blackout shades. And if I Mm. was staying here, I would invest in blackout shades because I just naturally wake up because they're so bright. You know how in hotels they have blackout shades? The best. I was getting like eight hours of sleep a night. I never get eight hours of sleep. And the only downside was the beds were so tiny and I was sharing with Hannah. So like we were touching all night. It was just like... Were they full-size beds? Yes. Oh my gosh. That is literally my worst nightmare. It was so small. I like a queen to myself. I know. I know. But so it was really good. It was just so fun to have good girl time and relax and like, they're not even big drinkers. So like, we didn't even drink that much. Wait, and I'm so confused still why you guys went to Cancun versus like a spa in Sedona or something honestly, like that. Honestly, I am too. But I mean, Alyssa wanted to go to Cancun and I will say it was nice because it was, well, I've discovered I really hate all-inclusives. That's a personal thing of mine. I really hate them. Beside the point. It was nice to not have to deal with money Mm. because I think that is a really annoying thing to deal with on bachelorette trips because you have girls from different groups, different friend groups and like, oh, I drank, I didn't drink. You got this. It is honestly exhausting. It's really uncomfortable to talk about money and it's hard to be like, well, who's going to get this round or yeah, totally. Someone always feels like they're overpaying, underpaying. Someone's not paying enough. It's just awkward. Yeah. So this completely eliminated that, which was her main goal. Okay. Well, I think that's a great tip for people who are planning bachelorettes. If that's something that you're concerned about, how everyone's going to like pay for things and want to avoid all that awkwardness, maybe an all-inclusive is for you. And I do think all-inclusive in Mexico is still way cheaper than doing one in the United States. Totally. So that was why we did it. I will say the food was a bit questionable. I still feel a bit sick. I like didn't get sick or anything, but like I always say I am a tank. I can eat just about anything and feel fine. I was feeling ill, so I can't even imagine how the rest of the girls on the trip were feeling. I was feeling it was just like every it was just not great. It was not great. So but we had a great time when it wasn't monsooning. We laid by the pool Mm -hmm. and soaked up the sun and had skinny margaritas with tahini on the rim. I think I ate a whole bottle of tahini with all the margaritas I was licking off the rim and laid in the sun and then just like hung out and chilled. It was great. It was so much fun and I feel so well rested. That's so fun. I, oh gosh, I feel like sometimes like those girl time weekends like that are exactly what you need. Yeah. And there were no cute guys or anything. So it was like no distractions. distractions. None? No. There was one group of guys and I, we were had a, we were, this was the day we got a little day drunk and I was like, okay, let's spice it up. So I went over to like talk to them and this guy was getting married as a bachelor party and we were like hanging out with these guys, blah, blah, blah. They were fine. But I asked this guy, I was like, oh, what are you most excited for about marrying your wife, your future wife? 
And he said like a silly and like stupid answer. He was like, Oh, filing for joint taxes, blah, blah, blah. And all the guys are, <laughs> and then so dumb. And then later when I was like at the bar waiting to get a drink, he was like, now that my friends aren't around to answer your question, I'm really excited to marry like my best friend and know that someone's always going to have my back. And I was just, that's really sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. But also how afterward, lame. I was like, I, but you know how this was so such a huge thing with my ex why are men so embarrassed to admit they have feelings for a woman or excited to get married or anything in regards to like having feelings for a woman in front of their other male friends like it's lame and it's stupid and it's gross I mean that situation is freaking gross for me I'm trying to think about like the other guys in my life that I know or I'm like I wonder how Steve would answer that I wonder how Steve would answer that too I really wonder or like Oh, I know my ex would say something. Like that. The culture of guys, like it's hard because like, I really do want my partner, future partner to have like a strong group of guy friends. I think that's so awesome. But sometimes I think it's super, it's toxic. super toxic. Yeah. It's actually funny because I mean, Steve has a really good group of guy friends that like her, his best friends from high school, yeah. but they all live in different parts of the country. So they're in a group chat all day long talking, but they don't see each other that often. Okay. But honestly, it's kind of like great. Cause I feel like yeah. he has that male companionship, but like, whatever. He's not like, I'm going out golfing all weekend. I know you're really lucky that Steve isn't in that. I know, but it's, <laughs> but I'm thinking about my younger brother actually. And I don't think Alexander would do that. Like, I think, I mean, actually, I guess I don't know because I think if I were to ask him, maybe his answer would be different to me than it would be in front of his group of friends. I need to ask yeah. him this. I think, okay, everyone, if we are around a group of friends, guy friends, we need to start asking these questions and let's take a, Let's see how many guys actually give a good answer and not just some BS answer in front of their other friends. It's just so dumb because I was like, men want so, companionship just as much as women. Ma masculinity. It's like debilitating men's mental health too. It's like, they're scared to say they have feelings for a person and want companionship who they're going to marry. Yeah. It was like so weird. And I guess another, uh, some of the other girls, cause some of the other guys were married. And so we were like talk, asking them, I don't even know what are the other conversations were. And they were all just giving like, like, I think one guy, I don't remember. I, this was retold to me. I wasn't there, but I remember one of my friends said that one of the guys was like, Oh my, I don't want to get divorced. Cause I don't want to lose custody of the dog or something. And it's just like, I don't know. There was just multiple answers of just kind of bashing their wives subtly. And I was just like, that's sad. It's me really sad. I'm like, it's just not great. Yeah. It's not great. Although I do feel like women bash their husbands and boyfriends to each other too. Oh, I'm and sure. I feel like it's like a safe space to do that. Like but if another man that I didn't know came up to me and asked like, what's your favorite thing about being, I don't know. I, I guess it's different joking with your friends. It who, is different. And who then, you are like, Oh, Steve always leaves his toothpicks around or whatever. I don't even yeah. know. Or like being married. It is fucking hard, but like just a stranger who's like, you're in a pool in Mexico, like yes. on bachelorette. Part. It was Completely just different. It was just like, Oh, it just left me feeling icky. So anyway, that's my update for you. Okay. Well, that makes me feel icky too. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to ask my brother. Ask and, your brother. And I'm going to ask Steve too. Yeah. Report back. Okay. Um, what's your updates? Honestly, I've been in a weird, sad funk lately because I just feel like I am missing out on so many things in my friends' lives, mostly because I guess I live across the country and most of my closest friends are back East, friends who I went to high school with, college with. And it's been fine. And like last year I missed a couple weddings and I was like sad about it. But at the same time, I was able to make it to the bachelorette party. And like, we had so much fun. And I was just like, this is like, I just, there was three weddings. I was like, I can't choose who's to go to. So like, I can't go to them sort of thing. And now this year I'm having so many weddings again and bachelorette parties. And I just like have this, I don't know if it's like a FOMO I'm feeling or if it's just like a sadness for not being able to be there for people, or if it's just like a 
going through this life stage where like, okay, like I have a kid, I have a career, like I'm pregnant. So like things just are complicated, but I'm just like in my feels about it. Yeah. Are all of these things happening on the East coast? Everything on the East coast. Well, maybe you need to move back. To I know, coast. but now I'm like, everything's already happened. No, there'll be so many more <laughs> I know, things. I know. But I think that is what's a little yeah. bit challenging. No, that, I bet that's hard. It's hard. To want to do it all and not be able to do it. That's the issue is that I want to do it all and not be able to do it because I'll have people be like, wait, you have the perfect excuse not to go. You're pregnant and you have a baby. I'm like, I'm not looking for a fucking excuse. Like, I oh. want to go. That's the issue. Yeah. And I think that is what like people don't get because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, thank God I don't have to go to that. I'm pregnant. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, which makes me sad. Yeah. But I want to do these things. Yeah. And it's just trying to like figure them all out and also being honest with myself that like sometimes you just can't do it all. Yeah. And accepting that when I'm someone who wants to do it all and feels like she should be able to figure out a way to do it all. Mm. I don't know why I'm emotional about this. I know you're crying. I know. Guys, I Christina's crying. It. I can't help it. That's okay. Let it out. <sighs> I know it's hard. I feel like, I think especially that distance of like, yeah, you can't just go like, oh, it's, they're having a bachelorette in New York this week. You know what I mean? Like you're so far away. Yeah. And also you, dude, you're growing a baby and you have a toddler. Yeah. Like you've got a fucking full plate. I think it just makes it harder knowing that it's going to continue to be like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it just, I don't know. It's yeah, because I just like the more I think about it, it's like, I like it. Shit just gets harder as you go through life. Like yeah. as you have your own family, as you have your own shit. So I think I've just been like trying to like be okay with that, and sometimes I'm just not okay with it. Yeah, you know? it's fucking hard. Yeah, I feel like we always have a million things going on, and it's kind of exhausting. And I'm yeah, I think it's like you miss the days where you could just be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go. Yes, totally. Yeah. Also. I think it's interesting with our jobs because we do have this amazing flexibility that I feel like sometimes people expect that I can do everything. And actually, I don't know, maybe that's just like some bullshit I'm telling myself because no one actually makes me feel bad or guilty about it except me. But I think that's another layer of why I feel bad because it's like technically like I don't have to be in an office on Monday. Could I go? But it's like, no, like it's not that simple. So anyways, I've been in my fields about that. I'm sorry. It's okay. That feels good to let it out. Yeah, just let it out. But yeah, I wish I had more words of advice, but you just can't do it all. Yeah. It's weird when you are sad about letting other people down. And also like kind of letting yourself down at the same time. And I don't know why I feel like I'm letting myself down, but I feel like since I've always been like, I feel like I've always been like the fun friend who's there to rally that I hate that I can't always be that person anymore. Yeah. You're trying to uphold this like person or that be that friend. Yeah. Like that's going to bring the fun. That's going to be that friend. And I totally relate to that. Yeah. But you are still the fun friend. Like literally you are still like you are, that is still you just because you can't be fly across the country every weekend. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Right. I think you would be feeling differently if you were closer to these things, but honestly Definitely. you probably would still be feeling overwhelmed. I think all of these bachelorettes and wedding stuff, like it's so amazing, but it's a lot. It is a lot to ask of people. And like, but then on the flip side too, I'm like, as someone who I'm, you know, my single friend and I were kind of joking. Like, we're like, oh, by the time we get married, oh, everybody who's we've been to, they better be ready. I don't <laughs> care if they have kids. You know, from the other side, yes, I'm like, I get the, that too. Right. But then I'm hearing you and like seeing how like you literally are like vomiting and like your toddler's like running around and Nico's like running around. It's like, it's, I think we all just need to be understanding of each other. Yeah. But totally. damn, these like, uh, these wedding shit is no, no joke. It's fucking demanding. I know. Yeah. We've created this for ourselves. I know. But it is supposed to be fun and it is fun. It is so fun. And I honestly think if it wasn't like a little bit of my FOMO being like, fuck, everyone's going to have so much fun without me also. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But I think that we all need to be understanding of each other. And I guess we all just need to like show ourselves some grace too. Definitely. And that's something that 
I struggle with. Like Ray and I were talking about this the other day. I'm like sometimes like not happy or don't feel successful unless like I have something every single day of my life or like I'm just so, so busy where like I can't breathe. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, that's literally the society that we live in. Yeah. It's like we're taught to like our modern world is like set up. I mean, the United States at least to work till you're burnt out. We glorify burnout. We glorify like, and I think we're kind of moving away from that, but uh, I think it's good to remember that like you don't need to be running around doing a million things all the time. Yeah. And that's okay to say no sometimes too. It's necessary. hundred percent. But I'm really sorry you're feeling that way. It's okay. But there'll be lots more milestones to look forward to. There's always things happening. It just feels like this is it right now because it's all happening right now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into our obsessed. What are you obsessing over this week? So my obsessed with is a little bit of a story time. Ooh, lay it on us. Okay. This is so ridiculous. So my parents have been lying to us about their age for almost our entire lives. My dad's birthday is June 22nd. My mom's birthday is July 22nd. And I guess one day my sister was at my aunt's house, who is my mom's sister. This was like before my mom's birthday. And my sister said something, oh, for my mom's like blah, blah, blah birthday. Like maybe she was turning like 50. I don't know. Remember the exact age. Who knows? And my aunt started laughing at my sister. She's like, your mom's not 50 years old. And my sister was like, what do you mean? Of course she is. And my aunt was like, no, she's not. I'm this age and she's three years younger than me. And my sister's like, what? She's like, no. She's like, my dad just turned 50. My mom's going to be 50 in a month. And my aunt was like, no. And so my sister calls me on the way home and she's like, I'm so confused. Like Thea said that mom's this age. Like, I don't understand. And I was like, what? That's so weird. No, she's not. Like she's a month younger than dad. Anyways, my sister goes into my dad's office while I'm on the phone with her. She's like investigating. She's She's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. She found like the key for like the safety deposit box where I guess like my (laughs) parents. Yeah, it was super dramatic. I'm on the phone for all this. I'm living in California at at this point. Like I'm in my mid twenties. Okay. What the fuck? What the fuck? And my sister broke into the safety deposit box. She pulled out my mom's passport. She goes, <gasps> and I was like, what? She was like, mom's two years older than dad. I was like, what? And we're like, what the heck? So like the whole, this whole time we just thought like my dad was like a month older. And then not that it matters at all. No, but it's funny that your mom like was like, that lied she lied to you to about this your entire life. Our entire lives, not once. Like, do you know how many birthdays we celebrated with like cards that had the numbers on it? Like, so it, she's two years older than she said she was. Yes. And she's also two years older than your dad. She's two years older than my dad. Right. And I don't know if like in her head or like in my parents' head, that's like a weird thing that my mom was older than my dad. And that's why he never shared it. <laughs> but this summer, in Greece, I confronted my mom about it. I was like, hey, mom, like, do you remember when you lied to us about your our entire lives about your age? And she was like, what? I did. And she just like laughed it off. And I was like, no. Like, I was like, Katie had to break into the safety deposit box to like find the passports to confirm. And she like just thought it was funny. But my sister and I were like, dude, our parents have been lying to us our entire lives. And my mom was lying, but also my dad was complicit in all this. He lied too. Oh, no. Your dad 100% was in on this lie. Yes. Your parents are very interesting characters. I to know, me. they're so no, crazy. Your parents are very interesting characters. Like your mom, like, oh, like, what? I don't know. So, anyways, I just have been obsessed with it for many reasons. One, because when you realize your parents are liars your entire life, that's something to be obsessed with. Yeah. Two, also, it's just like such a silly, funny, innocent thing to like lie about. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. But I do think that maybe. I guess they were like insecure about it for some reason, or maybe they just never really cared. I don't know. I don't know. I still need to get to the bottom of this, but clearly I've been obsessed with it for some time now. Yeah. Seriously. Interesting. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Like I would love to know if anyone has had a situation like like that with their parents. Weird lies your parents have told you. Yeah, we should do an episode on that. That'd be funny. I don't even know if my, I don't even know. I'm going to be like, I have to sit down with my parents and be like, all right, guys, time to come. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some. Oh, I'm sure there is some. 
the things that we actually don't know about our parents. And I think that sometimes we like think our parents didn't have lives. Oh yeah. Like wait, you had a full life? Yeah. Before us. Like what? Your life didn't start at my conception. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So weird. Anyways, that's what I've been obsessed with. Interesting. What about you, Ray? What are you Um, obsessed with? Okay. So I am going on a heritage trip with my two sisters. We, I've never heard you call it as that. Oh my God. That's what we've been calling it. Our document is heritage honeys. Wait, (laughs) that's cute. Heritage honeys. Yeah. So we are like very Scandinavian. So we are going to Stockholm, Copenhagen and Copenhagen is the main trip. And then I was like, well, you guys, if we're going to be there in Europe, during Oktoberfest, I feel like we should go. Wait, but isn't Oktoberfest in October? Since starts in September. Oh. I know. Very confusing. So I was like, I'm going. Who wants to go? So my older sister is going to come to Munich with me for a few days. We're going to go to Oktoberfest and then I'm going to go to Paris for a few days by myself. But I am... Okay. So as I'm planning for the trip, because I am the trip planner, I love planning trips now and just like researching like where I want to go, like what I want to do. I can't even tell you how excited I am for Copenhagen. It's going to be so awesome. This is maybe one of the places I've been most excited for, like researching, like I'm like, okay, I need to narrow, we don't have enough time. I need to narrow down my top things I want to do. It just looks so fucking cool. There's this like, there's this place called, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Bancina, Bancina, La Bancina. Is it an Italian spot? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound, I don't Danish. speak, I don't, yeah, any, I, I don't speak Danish or Swedish. So I don't know. Anyway, I do need to download Duolingo and do a little bit before I leave. Anywho, beside the point, it's this like sauna slash cafe yeah. on the canals. Oh, I love so the sound of this. you wear like your swimsuit, you can go into the sauna and then you just lay out on the canal and like swim in the canals, lay out on the dock. And then there's like a full cafe. It's just like the, one of the coolest looking places I've ever seen. Like I've never seen anything like that, like a cafe, a sauna and like a beach, but obviously there's no beach, a dock. Like it just looked so cool. So we're going to go there. Obviously we're going in the fall. So it's going to be a little bit, not like people in their swimsuits, but there are just so many places I'm excited to try. So I'm just getting geared up and ready to go. I'm so excited for you. I've never done any of those countries. And I feel like that's like the Northern Europe I would love to explore. And I feel like, you know, every summer everyone's like Greece, Italy, France, Spain. And I feel like those countries don't get as much love or attention. They're beautiful Uh, in the summer. Yes, they're stunning. Yeah. Our friends were just there and they're like, oh yeah, you know, this one doesn't set until two. I was like, two? In the morning? Yes. Whoa, I did not know that. I mean, either. I was like, oh yeah, the sun doesn't set until 10. They're like, two. And I was like, two? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm also really excited to see all the fashion. I feel like they're so fashionable there. And I saw this guy's TikTok that was like, how I started dressing before I moved to Copenhagen versus how he dresses now. I was like, if I see men in real life dress like this, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Also, I'm just very curious to hear your update on the men there. Have you switched your profiles? So I'm not. My profiles have all been paused essentially since I've been back from Europe. I have not spoken to a man well, whatever. I have really not been dating, actively dating since I got back. So I've got to fire them up. Actually, thank you for the reminder. Cause I need to fire them up like now. Or are you not trying to date on this trip and like hook up with people? Is it just like a sister thing? No, it was a sister trip. But I also think like, I really want my older sister to go on a date with someone while we're there. Cause yeah, I, I think, think when you're good for her. Yeah. So she recently got out of like a serious relationship. Not recently like last December and it was just very traumatic and like she deserves to have some fun. Mm -hmm. So I want her to download them and like just maybe set up something like go get a drink with someone like because when you're on your vacation energy, you know, it's just so I'm going to make her do that. And I just feel like every guy there is over six, four. Literally, I know I need to download and just fire it up. The main point of the trip is sister time. But also, like, we're going to get sick of each other anyway. Totally. Wait, are you, since this is a heritage trip, are you doing anything culturally related to? Well, we're going to go to some castles and stuff and, like, do <laughs> but some But, like, museums. there's no, like, family or, so like, anything like that. My grandma's cousin has owned a flower shop in Malmo. Oh, my gosh. Cute. For literally, like, I don't know. My grandma was telling me about it this morning. She used to make, like, 
wreaths and stuff and floral arrangements for, for like the royal family and stuff. Cool. I don't even know. And we found it. It's still named after her and it's in Malmo. So we're going to go to this flower shop and be like, hey, I do think we're know? related. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go. That's the only like lead that we have because my grandma, she. You should do that first. Well, like then you don't know who else like they'll be able to introduce you to or like. True. Maybe you'll end up finding like your cousins or something out there. Well, we're going to Stockholm first and then Copenhagen. Okay. And you take the train, you take a train from Copenhagen for the day to Malmo. I see. So it's uh, the, kind okay, of at the okay, end of our okay, trip, okay. actually. Well, that's fine. But that's Just okay. Yeah. We're going to do it. And who knows? So and I'm really excited. How fun. I cannot wait for your updates. Maybe I'll feel petite there. Maybe I'll just be like, oh my God, I'm so short here. <laughs> Except I feel like the Danish women are probably. No, they're like tall. My dad like and mom. Like tall and thin as rail. Well, my dad, my mom and dad went to, where did they go? I want to say Poland, but I don't think it was Poland. It was, I don't even know. I should, I'm, probably should know this before I tell the story. Anyway, my dad could not get over how tall and beautiful the women were. And my mom too. They were like, we just sat at this beer garden and seriously looked at all the women and were like in awe of everything. I was like, wow. I hope it's like that with the men too. But anyway, we'll just be, have some good eye candy all around. I'm excited. You should do one of those TikToks of like the guys I've seen on my trip. That is so smart. I tried to do that one until I went to stagecoach and I just kept filming the same guy over <laughs> yeah. and over. So that is, I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. I'm like the guys, I, hot men I saw in Kobe. Copenhagen, wherever. In Sweden. Yeah. In Munich and all of them. Yeah. The hot men at Oktoberfest. Oh yeah. Okay. TikToks to come people. Well, let's get into today's episode. We are talking fall fashion. I think Christina and I both obviously started as fashion creators. I think I know that's when I really started to love my body more was when I was started dressing, like experimenting with fashion and finding things that, oh, wait, I actually can feel good in clothes. And that was such a huge thing for me and uh, helping other women find their confidence and feel good about themselves is finding clothes that make you feel good. We are doing a little episode on fall fashion, what we're excited for this season, how to incorporate trends, stay true to your style, and like some of our favorite outfit recipes, if you will. Yeah. And some of our confidence tips when it comes to fashion as well. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. <clears throat> Excuse you. Um, Excuse me. Okay. All right, Ray, what is one of your favorite outfit recipes? Something that like you automatically feel confident in no matter what. So basically I have discovered that I essentially wear the same outfit, a few of the same outfits over and over, which is in different iterations. Me too. And that's how I think style should be. You don't need to overcomplicate it. And I think ours are, ours are kind of similar yeah, because we have similar body type. So other people with other body types, I think will have maybe different things, but mine is a mini skirt knee-high boots and like an oversized jacket or blazer. Yes. I What's yours? So I have two different types. One is a mini dress. Like I prefer mini dresses over skirts. Okay. I think they're just more comfortable and I feel sexier in them. And I either wear them with boots or with high heels. Like I, for me, I realize like I love being able to accentuate certain parts of my body that make me feel most confident. And one yeah. of those is my legs. And I love having a sexy leggy look. Yes. So having a mini dress, a leggy look, you need their high pair of boots or high heels. Ooh, just makes me feel confident. Yeah. See for me, I don't know what happens with my legs, but when I have knee high boots on and a mini skirt, you I, just feel hot. I don't, I literally don't know what takes over my body. I am like stomping around. Like mm. I am the hottest thing that has ever happened to this planet. <laughs> I actually just think a heel in general, as long as you're comfortable and you can walk, just kind of gives you that extra oomph too. Yeah. But you know what? I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've gravitated towards lower heels. I can't do super oh, yeah. high heels anymore. I'm just like, cause I also don't feel confident if I don't feel comfortable. 1000%. That is the worst. Yeah. Like, so I, that is a huge key for me for feeling confident is like, I have to have a little bit of heel, but not like too much. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Another outfit recipe that I love and I've been wearing nonstop lately is just baggy bottoms. 
oversized jeans mostly and tight tops, like tight bodysuits. I've been loving a bodysuit and baggy jeans lately or like a crop top or baby tee and baggy bottoms. And I think yeah. it's the mix of having something super fitted on top and just a looser bottom that just makes me feel cool. Yeah. Still elevated and just comfortable and like sexy. Yeah. That is also my other outfit recipe, baggy pants, tight top. And then in the fall, like another oversized jacket. And actually I always thought this. And then I recently saw a TikTok about it. This girl recapping. So Amy, I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong. Smilovic. She's the founder and creative director of Tibby. She did an article with the cut recently and talking all about like her personal style and all this stuff. And her mantra is big, slim and skin. And I realized both of my outfit recipes follow this. You have a big piece, oversized blazer, bomber jacket, baggy pants, whatever it is, slim, which would be a tight top, a crop top or a mini skirt in my case. And then skin showing the legs, okay. showing a little bit of your midriff. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, that makes so much sense. So it's kind of good. Like as you're putting together an outfit, big, slim skin. Love that. And your skin can be arms, legs, midriff, whatever. Your so, collarbones, your decolletage. Exactly. Your arms. Yeah. Whatever feature you really want to highlight or you feel good, just stick to that. You don't need to always be, I think I felt like a lot of pressure to be trying. You know, I do have, love fun trying things, but like find the recipe that really works for you and then just have fun within those iterations because you know you're going to feel good when you walk out the door. Absolutely. Could not agree more. What are some fall trends that you're really excited about? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I know, me too. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. Gosh, I will say- This is why we can't be in LA for fall. No, we got to get out. It's 106 degrees out. It does not make fashion exciting. No, it's September 5th and it's 104 degrees. <laughs> like What? We were in September. Okay, this is a trend that I actually did not like previously, but now this season I have found a pair- that suit my, I think, legs. And I really like them. And this is loafers. I really like the look of loafers, but I tried to wear them a few times last season and I just, something wasn't working. Something wasn't working. And my friend told me that I was giving her kind of like founding father vibes. Mm. And I realized it was because they had a square toe. Oh, And I think that has to be avoided because the once she said that, the square toe is very founding father. Wait, this is actually so funny because first of all, loafers has been, have been one of my favorite trends forever. And I think that's because I've worked in men's fashion for yeah. like a decade. So I just love anything menswear related. But I was recently shopping for a pair of loafers and there's this pair I've been eyeing for years. I finally reached out to someone to try and find them for me. But I went into a store to try and find them too. And they didn't have them. And this sales associate was trying to convince me to get this other pair of loafers. And I was like, I know these are cute. Like I know in theory, these look good, but, but there's something wrong with them. And they had a more square toe. I think that's what it is. I think you need to have more around. I can't believe I didn't send them to you. Wait, I can't believe you didn't send them to me either. It's funny. I think I sent them to my sister. And then I was showing them to like my friend Susie and Deanna. Yeah. And they're like, no, the toe. And I was like, it's the toe. The toe. I was like, there's something wrong with them. What is it? And yeah, it was the, the toe. toe. She was trying so to push funny. them so hard on me. You're like, no. But I do think too with loafers, I like a chunkier. I personally feel like it kind of fits my style more the chunkier the loafer rather than kind of the more traditional sleek slim mm -hmm. super flat i want it chunky i want a heel no square toe i like them both i think they it depends on what look you're going for i think that if you're wearing them though with dresses and mini skirts i think it's something chunkier with a little bit heel mm -hmm. looking a lot better yeah just i think that having just a little bit of a heel makes a huge difference totally. in the way your legs look at least for totally. me totally and i think having curvier legs like even with, this is on our list and I know you just got a pair of ballet flats. I have to try them again because there is a pair I'm eyeing, but like, I do feel like having, I don't know, something with my curvier legs and I'm not, I don't want to dress to, to look slim, but I just know when like something, something, and I wear like super like flat loafers or flat. I don't know if it's my ankles. I'm, I don't know. It's the calves. It's the calves. I think just having a little bit of a heel flexes some of your muscles. I think that's what it is, at least for me. Yeah. I Which maybe I could wear like a ballet flat with a baggy jean, but yeah. I could never wear it with the skirt. Nope. Do you? I would have to try it, but I, that's not how I envision styling them. Yeah. 
I don't envision them like Sorry that. to jump ahead to the one of the no, times okay. of ballet let's, flats. Well, How would you style your ballet flats? I'm still trying to figure it out. So I randomly impulse got this. Okay. So this is an, an issue I have. You impulse, you love an impulse buy. I love an impulse buy because when I find my size, You're like, I, I gotta just buy it. Yeah. I'm like, it's so hard. I'm like, I'm buying them. I know I can't find a freaking 42 <sighs> ever. So let me just buy them and then I can decide. Yes. That's kind of like how I look at certain things. That's why people are like, I don't know what size to get. And like, I'm like, just buy both. Try them on return. I don't know why. I'm like, why is everyone so scared of returning? I know. I return so much if I have to. So I impulse bought a pair of ballet flats. Ballet flats are back in such a huge way. And for me, I was like, do I like them or no? I can't, couldn't decide. And I ended up getting a very classic pair. I got like the Chanel ones that yeah. I feel like are kind of iconic. I was like, okay. They're iconic. I was like, if I'm gonna do it, let me just try it. And I styled them like one quick, easy way with just a pair of baggier jeans and a trench coat and like a white tee. And I was cute. like, oh, these look cute. But I have to figure out, I have to play around with them a little bit more. I'm just picturing them honestly with like baggier trousers. 100%. The one person that made convinced me to maybe get try ballet flats is my style icon forever and ever. I will do anything for this woman, Paloma. She posted this blue pair, the same Chanel flats you got, this blue pair. And I was like, I need them in a color. I think mm -hmm. I want green or blue, whatever I can find. I need a pop of color because I think the more traditional is like too traditional and preppy for me. Mm -hmm. But like it, with like a pop of color and like a baggy pant, Oh, it looks good. Totally. But I do love you pull off more of like the East Coast. I yeah. feel like your East Coast vibe comes out more and I love Me it. Me too. Like I love like a preppy vibe. You love the preppy vibe. I love a preppy vibe. Oh my gosh. Like honestly, like my dream, if I could model for any brand would be Ralph Lauren. See, but I love Ralph Lauren because it has the Western vibe. Yeah, but it's as preppy as it fucking comes. But they're... But that's, but they have some very Western pieces they do, too. They do, but they yeah, are. Yeah, Ralph Lauren, yeah. Like they're super prep. Yeah, so I'm excited to stay tuned. I have some style idea videos I'm going to do with them. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, I made this video, should I keep them or should I not? The amount of people who told me I should keep these ballet flats, I was influenced. Well, they are a classic. I could not. You can't go wrong. I, couldn't, I thought there was going to be like at least half and half. No. And maybe people were just scared to say no, which I don't know why. I feel like no, people I feel like are, on TikTok, people are pretty opinionated. Every, I had like hundreds of comments of people saying, yes, keep them. Keep that color too. And I was like, wow. There's your answer. I was like, okay. If you guys Done. say so. Done. <laughs> they are a little tight. The 42s. Fuck. Do you know how hard it is to have big feet? Honestly, like, it, well, yeah, you probably do. My feet are the same size as yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Okay. Another one. Well, we'll just stay in shoes for a minute. We're going to start. We'll just stay in shoes. Well, these aren't even, I won't even say a trend, but knee high boots are just a staple in my fall wardrobe since I was in high school, mm -hmm. essentially. And I just think that everyone, you need a pair of knee high boots. Totally. 100%. They're classic, of course, with a mini skirt or mini dress. I would say you need two pairs of knee high boots. I feel like you need one that's a little bit has a Western flair and one yeah. that's just more like iconic brown leather, or black leather that can go with anything like dressed up or dressed down. Yeah. And if you're just choosing one, just go with the iconic classic knee black knee high boot. Can't go wrong. Another pair of shoes that I think are a must Ugg shoes, but two pairs specifically, you can't, you know, these two are going to be the moment, the mini Uggs. And the Taz platforms. Those are the ones we saw Elsa Hoskin all season. Mm -hmm. They're going to be back. They were like literally sold out last year. So now that people can get them again, I think it's like back in the mini, the minis, not in the knee highs. Like when we were in the, in no, the minis and the Taz platforms. Definitely. What are your thoughts on the Birkenstocks, Boston clogs? I have them. I like them. Mm -hmm. I think they're, I really like them. They're a little bit, I think a way to be a little bit like preppier a hint of preppiness into your look. See, this is where... And they're fucking comfortable. This is where like trends for me, I'm like, okay, I like them. Like I, when I see them style with people, I like them. But the fact that they're sold out everywhere, the fact that everyone is wearing them, everyone's talking about it. I'm just like, this is like, why does everyone need to have the exact same thing? Do you know what I mean? I'm, is it fashion or is it not fashion anymore if every single person has it? Okay, actually, this is making me want to do... I think we need to do an episode with my favorite fashion commentator, which is Old Loser in Brooklyn. She's, like, amazing. Oh, I've seen her stuff before. Basically, she talks about how, like, anyone with 
a hint of personal style or dresses outland, not even outlandishly, but different than the norm is like roasted. It's like, why can't we have personal style? Like you have to fit this aesthetic. I mean, it's yeah. I think we could do a whole episode on that, but yeah, it definitely is like trends come, like come and take things by storm. And there are certain pieces that are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like the, what's something else? The Birkenstock clog, the, the mini Uggs, like the Aritzia, jumpsuit yes there are so many there are pieces that go viral the abercrombie leather pants mm -hmm. there are things that go viral now and like our social in our age of social media and people are like ah need them when but the thing is though i feel like a lot of people feel like they need them but they don't actually like them because oh, i've yeah. seen so many people be like yeah i mean but then again i guess i did that with the ballet flats yeah so I get it. Another one is socks as accessories. I feel like that is always a big trend for a fall, but I'm so excited with the comeback of like the super thigh high socks. Over the, like over the knee, sheer, almost like hosiery looking. I actually need a link. I got a sick pair from Amazon. Oh my God. Share. I got a pair from, where did I, I ordered them from Victoria's Secret. I don't know the brand, but they did not work. Mm. So I'm going to need you to send me that link. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, those, and I think too, white socks scrunched with loafers is super cute. Even, I mean, we're seeing them with like Birkenstocks with your jeans mm -hmm. socks. Are, I think they're like a tiny addition that can totally change the feel of an outfit and just add a little extra flair. Totally. Something that I'm also really excited about is, and I've always loved this, but like biker jackets, leather jackets are I think just a closet staple no matter what yeah. and no matter what time of year. But right now they are definitely taking a spin. I feel like for a long time we had tight fitted leather jackets. Then he went to like super oversized leather jackets. And now it's more of like a bomber, still oversized, more of like a vintage worn in sort of look. Yeah. Like I think super worn in, like the leather is going to look like very vintage worn and also yeah the racer jackets mm -hmm. i think that kind of look that has like the button at the top i always think of that like the, it's almost like a mock collar too sometimes yeah that's slightly more fitted than we've been seeing in previous years like the suit that where we've had like super oversized which i still love but i think we are going back a little bit more towards like more fitted in the racer jacket and the racer yeah mm -hmm. not the bomber but also no. if you think about it it's just very top gun yeah sort of style but also very 90s yeah both yeah Isn't top gun originally during the 90s i've never seen top gun oh my gosh i can't get into this right now i know i need to see it okay one another trend is metallics which again it was so interesting because we have been seeing these come back i think last year with you know sparkly bags too and things like that but the metallics and things even with nails very interesting i was like yeah it's so how we're seeing this so much. And then again, old loser in Brooklyn talked about how metallics usually come back during times of economic turmoil. It was so interesting. And she kind of went through it through like the stages and how, yeah, now again, here we are and metallics are coming back. It's very interesting. That is interesting. Something else that I think is coming back is, well, I mean, bright colors are always around, but for fall, not as much. But right now there's a huge electric hot pink Barbie core moment going on. And a lot of it has to do with the Barbie movie that's coming out. It's supposed to be like one of the biggest movies of 2023. Barbie is obviously a style right. icon. And when you think of Barbie, you think pink. Oh, pink. Yes. And pink is just having such a huge moment. And it's just so interesting to me how so much of our fashion and style trends are taken from media and from film. See so yeah, it with Top Gun, Barbie with Hot Pink. So I'm excited to see how that is styled a little bit more for fall as well. Yeah. Another trend is like horse girl, cowgirl chic. I think cowboy boots are an absolute must, but I think we're going to be seeing some more like kind of intricate, like embroidered details Definitely. on them too. Last year, the Jeffrey Campbell Daggett boot was like ever, you couldn't get them anyway, you couldn't get your hands on them. So I think we're, and that's, they're just going to be even bigger this year. But I think in more like, I think just invest in a black pair, a brown pair, something, if it's your first one, don't go too crazy. But if you do want to have a little fun, I think I'm searching for a pair that has like some embroidery detail on it. Mm -hmm. A little extra flair. Love that. There's a lot of good options. Something I think that is just super important, super interesting, because obviously we just talked a lot about trends that are in. But what happens if you're seeing these trends, if you're seeing what's popular and you're like, wait, like, I don't like that. 
or I don't want to wear that. Like, how do you handle that? And how do you stay confident when you're like everyone who's apparently is cool or everyone in the media is doing this, but like, I, I don't want to do that. And I think that's, I think there's two ways to look at it. One, I think that you need to sometimes if you want to experiment, be open to trying new things. For me, I, and this was just because of my body insecurities, but I, for the longest time said, you will never catch me dead in a pair of low rise jeans. Absolutely not. I thought it was a personal attack. Okay. A personal attack on like anyone who has like a muffin top or like a belly or anyone who's over a certain age, like absolutely not. And then I started wearing jeans that were a little bit more low rise, just trying them. And I was like, wait, I actually feel pretty great in these. Same exact thing happened to me with high rise bikinis versus low rise bikinis. I was like, I will never be caught dead in a low rise bikini. And then I tried it and I actually loved it. And I think it's so interesting because we're so used to seeing ourselves in a certain way. And we're so used to being in our comfort zone. And when you, any time you step out of that, feels a little bit scary and it feels the same even with something like as silly as fashion, it feels scary to step out of your comfort zone, but I think you'll really surprise yourself. So I think that if there is something that you want to try and have told yourself before that you never can do that, just give it a whirl, try it on, order it, try it on in your room, in your mirror, in your closet, walk around, style it how you would feel comfortable and I think that trying like one trend driven piece at a time is like a good way to start. You don't have to like jump into a whole new wardrobe, a whole new style silhouette that feels completely unlike you. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think like you don't have to incorporate every trend. Yeah, They're not, exactly. If you don't like certain trends that aren't for you, like don't stress about it. Like, okay, like move on. But if there's something you maybe want to try or if you're feeling like you're in a rut and you're like, oh, I don't know, like I want to freshen up, like maybe try something you think you would never try. And then just like you said, if you like it, great. If not, it's not for you. You don't need to incorporate every trend. I do think too, as you're like trying to develop your style, really focus on first the more classic pieces and timeless pieces. Because if you're buying trendy things, like you're going to look in your closet and be like, why do I have nothing to wear? Totally. And I think that's where we've gotten to with like so much like fast fashion. It's just not sustainable. And it's like, I definitely believe in really investing in those pieces and having your core wardrobe and then playing with those like trendier pieces to like freshen things up. Definitely. And also I had my friend over the other day and I was recently sent a bunch of jeans and they just didn't fit me. So I was like, Oh, I think they might fit you. Do you want to try them? And they were all like straight leg, a little bit looser styles. And she tried them. And I was like, you look amazing in yeah. these. You look amazing. And she came out. She's like, I can't do it. And I was like, why? She's like, I'm a, just a skinny jeans girl. I was like, wait, you're still only wearing skinny jeans. And she was like, yep, that's what I feel comfortable in. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, good yeah. for you. Yeah. I was like, that is confidence right there of having, when everyone is telling you don't wear skinny jeans and you're like, no, fuck you guys. Like I like skinny jeans and this yeah. is how I want to dress. This is how I feel comfortable in my body. And I'm going to continue to do that. And for me, I was like, honestly, it was like such a silly little thing, but I was blown away by her confidence yeah. in that moment to like declare what she liked and what she felt comfortable in and that she didn't care what any outside noise said. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. It was empowering. One good resource is Allison Bronstein six on TikTok. She has like created this whole series around her like three word method. And this is basically developing three adjectives to describe your style. So when you're shopping or thinking about adding something in, like reference these three words, do these fit into these, like these words, do these fit into these categories to stay on track with like your personal style? Because sometimes I think we're like, Oh, like, you know, I, I could wear that because I'm myself wearing it. Sits in my damn closet. I'm mm -hmm. not going to wear it. It just sits there. It sits there and it just is a waste of money. So I think that's kind of like a good guide with like you're feeling lost and really trying to develop your personal style and like experimenting with trends. And they're just, it's just like a lot to kind of come back and hone into like, what are your three words to describe your personal style? What are your three words? You know, I haven't even done my three words. Cause I actually think that's a lot harder 
Uh, you should watch some of her videos. I think I have. I think she does the three words for other people too, right? Oh yeah. She's done like 40 videos of different people styles. I think I've seen her doing for other people. And I was like, oh, I like that. I think for me, it's always been super hard because like, this is something when in interviews, people always would ask me like, how would you describe your style in three words? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And I think part of that is because I feel like my child, my style has evolved and continues to change. I need to like watch her videos and like try and come up with my three words because yeah. I think it's, I, I can't come up with them right now. I haven't, on, I haven't done it yet. Okay. So another thing is how to stay confident when people make comments on your clothing. Now, this is something that I struggle with a lot, or actually I don't really struggle with it because I'm pretty good at telling people to fuck off, <laughs> but I feel like I've had a lot of people comment on my clothing. In what ways? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, my mom will always be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, I will like, we'll tell her what I'm wearing. And she'll be like, oh yeah. But like a top, oh, she, she'll say things like, oh, maybe you shouldn't tuck your shirt inside of your jeans. Or like, she'll make a comment that like, I need like a longer shirt, <laughs> stuff like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's like more about like, I feel like if I wasn't confident in my skin it would make me feel insecure yeah. about my body. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely something that I get told about. I also like, I feel like Steve is like my biggest hype man, but he'll sometimes be like, tell the story of when we went to dinner and like, okay, well you guys know, because we've talked about oh, the podcast gosh, yeah, I forgot. No, I don't think we told that one though. But in the past, Steve will be like, no, like, Oh, these pants, like I look ridiculous. Like they just completely hide your shape. Blah, and I'm blah. like, Christina, this outfit is so good. I love those pants. Yeah. And actually recently for Rayanne's birthday, I wore the baggiest pair of jeans I own. I think they were even bigger than the other pants in question. Are you kidding me? I literally, these, I have to be rolled up or held on with the belt. Otherwise they will fall all the way down to my ankles. Yeah. They do not stay up. They're probably two sizes too big. And I came out with a bodysuit and I was just waiting for Steve to be like, what is this outfit? And he's like, I love this outfit. And I was like, I'm confused. Yeah, I'm confused. But I think that mostly when I talk about like people commenting, at least for me, it's been like family members or. Yeah. I would say like if a straight man comments on your outfit in kind of a snarky way, then you're doing a good job. I think if they, I think like, obviously when I was in a relationship, anytime my boyfriend was like, what are you wearing? I was like, I'm looking stylish today. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think you just have to remember who you're dressing for and why. Yeah, exactly. First of all, women, a lot of times just dress for themselves and other women. And hopefully you're just dressing for yourself because you know what makes you feel good and what makes you feel confident. And if the person who you're dressing for is yourself, then that's the only opinion that matters. Yeah. Also remember that everyone has different tastes and different comfort levels. Like my mom, she would never in a million years show her midriff. No. Ever. She grew up in a generation that never did that. So for her, like for me, sometimes I'm probably like, oh, she's trying to like body shame me right now. But for her, like that probably makes her uncomfortable because she would, that was never okay for her to do Mm -hmm. that either. So I think you just have to remember, like everyone has different comfort zones and insecurities. And just because that's how they feel doesn't mean that they need to pass that on to you or that you need to accept those as yours. hundred percent. And I think too, like if someone comments on your outfit, as Christine would say, fuck them. Unless they're like, it's, uh, but it does always like, sometimes it does. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Sometimes I'll post an outfit and like on TikTok, someone will be like, girl, this is not it. And I'm kind of like sad. And then I'm like, you know what? They don't know. And who cares? We can like different things. You can like different things. Also, I will say though, for me, I sometimes look back on old photos and videos, particularly (laughs) when I was studying abroad. Oh God. Dude, I used to get so many compliments on my outfits. I felt like I was like one of the most fashionable people there. I can't even share these photos because they're so painful to look at. Tell me why I was wearing a scarf or mini fedora in every (laughs) single image. I recently told my friends, how could you guys let me dress like this? And they're like, no, like you looked great. And I guess it was just like the style of the time. And your confidence. And you my felt com- good. I felt good. I felt good. And I like see my other friends. I'm like, why can I not just wear a t-shirt and jeans like everyone yeah. else? Like, why did I have to dress up like a clown? But I felt amazing. And no, like, you felt good. I, but you guys, maybe I should put a collection of these photos. I'm every single photo. 
from every single city, every single country has me in a damn scarf or fedora. I kind of love that. My favorite outfit when I was younger that now, honestly, like it's still, it's so funny. It's the same, but I would used to, okay. I got made fun of so much in high school for wearing riding boots. This was before they were cool. This was like before they were mainstream. Everyone would be like, Rand, do you have a horse? And I was like, well, no, why? They're like, why are you wearing riding boots or whatever? Like, are you going to ride horses after school? I was like, but one, I remember this outfit so perfectly. It was a denim mini skirt from American Eagle riding boots, brown riding boots with, I think this long sleeve top from, I don't even know where, probably American Eagle and this skinny crochet scarf that, you know, you would wrap it around once and then the ties would hang down. Of course. Oh, I felt so good in this thing. I feel like you could probably wear that now. No, I've literally been trying to find a skinny scarf for my trip and I can't find one anywhere. I probably have some. Uh, I need it. I need a skinny scarf. Please look in your closet because I, I really some. want one for my trip. Anyway, it's just so funny. We felt good. Who cares? All, you're always going to look back at old photos and be like, what the hell was I wearing? I'm going to make a, I'm going to make an album, share some photos Please. with you guys in the Facebook group because I need to see it. I felt so confident, but they're pretty cringe. Something else I think is really important. And as I've gotten older, like it's, I notice people saying it so much is that people are just ageist when it comes to fashion can't tell you how many times I've heard like, oh my gosh, like she's a mom or you're a mom. Should you be wearing that? Or like, oh my gosh, you believe she's wearing a bikini and like she's over this age. Right. And I'm like, you people are so lame. Like, why do we think that when we get older, we need to like dress or cover up more? Or just like not wear certain trends or certain styles. Like I feel like even if you're completely covered up and you're dressing a certain way, people if you're over a certain age would still comment on what you're wearing. And if you think about it, like growing up, like in the magazines, be like great style at twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Like I remember like these Marie Claire, like spread that had all of them in there. So if you've ever felt like that, you guys absolutely need to follow Grace Gangham. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. She's a microbiologist turned personal trainer turned fashion influencer. If you are on Instagram or TikTok, hopefully you've seen her. She has like the chicest silver bob and the most incredible style. This woman rocks every single trend, every single type of silhouette. And she looks incredible. I think she's in her 60s. She is so iconic. My friends and I literally share her images. She's amazing. Nonstop. And she is someone who it does not matter what her age is like her overall style and confidence just makes her look good in every single piece of clothing she wears. Yeah. Plus she's freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Also she has like the body, like her body's insane. Her body is insane. <laughs> I will say, but still I love how she's, I made my grandma follow her. Cause I think my grandma got into this phase of like, Oh, I can't wear that. I can't do that. Or like even not, I'm not even talking about like crop tops or whatever. I wouldn't yeah. expect that from my grandma. Probably see that's where maybe I'm like, I can't even, I don't know if I, my grandma should be wearing a crop top anyway. Right. But with like color, with certain things, like I feel like, I don't know why she thinks like, no, like, oh, I need to wear long sleeves or like all this stuff. I'm like, no, grandma, you don't. Oh my gosh. My mom in Greece was like, she had this like pretty red one piece swimsuit. She's like, I don't think I can wear it. I was like, well, why? She's like, I don't know if I should be wearing red at my age. I was like, red? What do we have against red? She's like, it might just be like screaming out for like too much attention. I was like, no. I was like, I'm telling you, not a single person is thinking, I cannot believe she's wearing red. Once again, your mother. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. With that, I think that's covered our Ryan and Christina's fall fashion forecast. Yeah. I don't even know. Fall fashion forecast. Let's get into this week's Ask Away segment. All right, everyone, it is time for Ask Away with Ray and Kay, where we sit down with you and give you our solicited advice. Let's get into it. Okay, so Maddie, lay lay it on us. What are you needing advice on? Since I'm so into social media, I work with influencers for a career. Um, I find it hard sometimes to draw the line between, you know, putting my phone down with, you know, my friends, my boyfriend, my family. Um, you know, I'm always like the foodies first gal. And, you know, sometimes it can be very annoying to my boyfriend specifically. So I just want to know how I can have that equal balance um, in a relationship and still getting, you know, the pictures that I want with still like enjoying the moment. 
I mean, I, I've definitely have struggled with this before. Um, it's super hard when people don't understand exactly why you care and what you do. And I think the most important part is just to have a conversation and be super open and honest and be like, I know this seems stupid, but like, it's really actually important to me and tell them why. And I think it's, you need to set parameters, right? Because I can take thousands and thousands <laughs> of photos and maybe sometimes in the moment still not feel happy about them. But I think if you give yourself, like say you, you are going out to dinner, first five minutes, you get the photo and that's it. You take yeah. the photos for five minutes. And then after that, you just have to kind of let it go and enjoy the moment. And hopefully you got a really good solid photo that you love. And I'm sure you did, but you, I think if you spend the rest of the night looking through or being like, oh, this would be a cute angle here or this or a cute angle there, you're never going to be present. So I think that mm -hmm. just allotting a certain amount of time, letting it know that it, your partner know that it is important to you and letting them know that this is going to be the only five or 10 minutes that they're going to have to do it. Because I think it's like that continuous, like being like, Oh, okay. She's going to want a photo here. She's going to want a photo here. I think that's what kind of gets frustrating to not only to your partner, but to whoever else is there. What do you think, Ray? Yeah. I think too, like I definitely get especially when I'm like traveling or whatever, I'm like, I honestly was at a point where like, I was like, Oh, if I don't get a good photo, like I feel like I like missed out on something, which is so fucked up. And I think it's just reminding yourself that like, you can still have a good time, enjoy the meal, enjoy the location, enjoy the moment, even if you didn't get a photo. And I know this sounds so silly, but this is like the world that we live in. And again, like you, you work with influencers. We are influencers. It is part of our like life to take photos and, and capture that. And it is special. I think like looking back, especially on experiences, it is fun to have those pictures and looking back, I'm right. sure your partner would be like, Oh, I'm actually glad that, you know, we had that to, to look back on. And I totally agree with what Christina said on just like, taking setting parameters because like imagine if I don't even know what like your partner would be into like them doing that all the time you'd be like oh you know just setting those parameters um and also like sometimes maybe have nights where like or days where you're like okay it's like a phone free like I, it sounds scary at first but it's once you start doing it you're like oh wait like I actually feel fine without having mm -hmm. my, without taking photos or doing that or having my phone. So I think it's just a balance. Definitely. And I think one other thing is, especially when you're with other people, there's been so many times where I was like, damn, I had such a fun night out. Why the hell are there only photos of myself? Like, did I hang out with myself <laughs> last night? Like, that's embarrassing. And then I look at like old Facebook albums and I'm like, wait, like, look how much fun I had in college. Like, I, all these photos, I'm barely in any of the albums. It's just of my friends, like of people having yeah. a good time. So I think that if you're out with a group of people and like you want your photo, like include people in it. Like they're part of yeah. your memories too. And I think that can annoy another group of people. It's like, okay, like she's taking all these photos of herself. Like she doesn't even care about us here. So I think incorporating people in, who are actually like that you care about who are in your life into these moments as well, like would, could make a big difference too. Yeah. It's so funny. Like when you guys say that it's like almost scary because it totally is. Like I'm mm -hmm. so hooked on my phone. I'm on my phone constantly, like Instagram, TikTok, you know, for email, for work. So it's so hard to like draw that line, but yeah, I totally hear you guys. And I think I'm definitely going to try like that first five minutes, be like, okay, just bear with me, please. Like then, you know, it's off and then it's, it's done for the night. Yeah. And even like when I'm like, this is specific to like traveling or whatever, or even like if you're going to dinner, like, and you want to get an outfit picture, just like get there a little bit early. Well, I use my tripod. So I'm just savage. I like don't care. But when I'm traveling, like I'll get up early before everybody else do it. So it's done for the day. I don't have to worry about it. And then can just enjoy my day and not have to like, think about it. It's just like, okay, yeah. done dusted. Yeah. I so have that mentality. That's like Pixar didn't happen. And yeah. my friends get it. My friends get it. But my boyfriend is like, I don't know why you care about Instagram at all. So I'm like, well, I don't know why you care about video games. So <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> it's feel just a balance of interests. Yeah. Sure. I feel like it's, that's such a common thing of like the, you know, in like straight relationships, the woman wanting the photos and then the guy being so annoyed by it. I also yeah. do think it doesn't help when there's accounts like 
uh, like IG husbands or influencers yeah. in the wild who kind of like make fun of the guy taking photo of his girlfriend or wife. So I feel like just like building up their confidence too and being like, hey, like I love this image. Thank you so much for taking that too. And like showing your appreciation versus like, just being like, this is something you have to do. Like as my boyfriend, like it's an obligation. I think showing that respect and appreciation, like yeah. I think probably goes a long way too. And as someone yeah, who should probably think my husband more for taking photos. Than <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm, honestly, like it's such a little gesture that I'm sure it would mean to them just to that five minutes to be like, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Like hype them up to be like, I feel like I love this photo. You just made me feel so confident. Thanks so much, babe. Like just that like little sentence would go a long way. And also like yeah. how lucky that like if their biggest problem is that you want to take a photo, like, um, dude, you're lucky. Okay. <laughs> I'll remind him of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 